Well, happy 4th of July, and with this weekend, we celebrate freedom. Everybody say freedom. freedom. When we talk about that, and I, I thought about the video clip when it talked about that it was God that afforded us this freedom. We did not win the Revolutionary War by our own ingenuity. God showed up at different times and intervened for this nation to come forth. Washington was trapped and he had to try and evacuate at night under the cover of darkness. He had so many men he was trying to evacuate and weapons. The morning came before he could get everybody gone. But with the morning came a thick fog and hovered over that body of water so no one was able to see him. When the last boat was out of cannon range, the fog lifted. God has a way of getting us through, doesn't he? Amen. I said God has a way of getting us through. Today, we rejoice in the freedom that God gives us. We pray with Patty Ray today for her loss, but her husband is experiencing freedom right now like we have never known before. And so we praise God that this isn't the end here. It just begins when we step out of here. Amen? So I want to preach to you for a little while this morning on free from. Now, I know that may sound a little strange to you, but you can't have freedom until you're free from something. Amen? And so I, I, I thought about what was it that our forefathers wanted to be free from that caused them to risk their lives to fight the greatest army in the known world at that time and lay it all on the line because they wanted to be free from. British had come in and they had begun to monopolize the colonists. They had British soldiers here and they were demanding that the colonists quarter them, which simply means that not only were they patrolling the cities, but now they were in the colonists' homes, and they were having to put these soldiers up, feed them, take care of them, and they were growing weary of that. In, I believe it was in March, there, there was a tragedy that took place in the streets of Boston. It was referred to as the Boston Massacre. And what happened was a group of colonists fed up with soldiers gathered and began to pummel them with rocks and, and anything they could find. And the soldiers opened fire on those colonists, killing three Americans. And that was one of the things that started driving the revolution that they wanted to be free from. Following that came taxation. How many of you would like to be free from taxes? Praise God thinking about starting another revenue. No, I'm not. No. They, had, they had taxation, and they were, they, they were doing it in exorbitant amounts and to the point that everything that got shipped over, they were having to pay outrageous taxes on things like sugar and coffee and tea and paper. And, and it finally, they finally got so fed up with it that they sent a, 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 a notice to the king that we are not going to put up with this any longer we we refuse to have taxation without representation 
So they wanted to have a place in Parliament where they could represent themselves, and the king just kind of laughed that off and blew it off, and finally they'd had enough, and so they quit drinking tea, and all this tea was sitting on a ship because they didn't want to pay taxes, so somebody came up with a great idea. Everybody celebrated Halloween a little early that year. They all dressed up like Mohawk Indians, went on that ship and had the biggest tea party you ever saw when they dumped all that tea over in the ocean and created the Boston Tea Party. Well, that really made England mad, and so they imposed what was called the Intolerable Acts. And what they did is they barricaded Boston to the point that no ships could be loaded or unloaded in Boston Harbor, which simply meant this, and you, you can relate to this now after COVID, that there's nothing on the shelves, that there's no, there's no food, there's, they, they can't get anything because they've been isolated. And those things are the things that led up to the war for independence because they wanted to be free from it. Everybody say, from it. Now, how many of you have some things that you'd like to be free from? You know what? Anybody? Wave your hand if you've got some things that you want to be free from. Well, you received a slip of paper when you came in here. And so what I want you to do is I want you to think about it during the course of this service, and I want you to begin to write down some things that you'd like to be free from. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But when the colonists penned the Declaration of Independence, they were announcing their freedom to the world. But they were wise enough to know that just because you announce your freedom doesn't make you free from those things that want to keep you captive. And Jesus tried to explain this to a group of Jews in the book of John, the eighth chapter. So if you'll go with me to the book of John, we're going to read from there today as we pray. Father, we're grateful for your love and your goodness. We just ask you to have your way in this special service today. We thank you for all you've done and what you're going to do in Jesus' name. In John 8 and 31, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. Everybody say they believed. Now, I, I need you to get this because these aren't Jews that, that think he's a derelict. These are Jews that believed him. Now, listen to what he said. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And boy, they didn't like that. They said, whoa, ho, ho, ho. What do you mean? The truth shall make us free. We're, we're Abraham's seed. We, we've never been in bondage to anybody. Everybody say, you know who I am? We're, we're, you, ever, you ever meet somebody that felt like they were privileged? You know what I mean? They kind of walk with an air about them. And do, do, When my son was about three years old, we were doing a camp up in a place called Van Buren, Arkansas, and there were folks that he was four years old. How about you let me do this? <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> She's going three, four. I don't even, I think we have a son. Okay, he, he was, however old he was, he was young, okay? Everybody say young. So all of a sudden what happens is he finds this, I see what you did to me. He found this car, he found this car that had a poodle in it. And he's up there 
trying to get this poodle out of this car. The car door's locked. The witness now a little bit. He's trying to get the poodle out of the car. And this guy sneaks up in behind him. He doesn't see him. And this grown man sneaks up in behind him and says, hey, boy, you better leave that car alone. That little three-year-old swung around, threw his hand on his hip, and looked at that grown man and said, do you know who my daddy is? <laughs> he felt like we're privileged. Now, look, this is kind of the attitude that the Jews had. So when Jesus talks to them about being free, they take offense to that. They're not excited about the fact that he's saying you can be free. They take offense to the fact that he thinks they're not free. And he says, we're Abraham's seed. We've never been in bondage to anyone. But then Jesus begins to spell out something for them to make it clear. And he says... Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Anybody in here ever sinned? Wait, wave your hand if you've ever, I mean, don't hold it. Some of you lying right now. There we go, okay. I'm waiting for every hand to go up because the Bible said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, here's the powerful thing about this is he says, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. To be bound. To be imprisoned by. And he says, but a, and a slave doesn't dwell in the house forever, but the son abides in the house forever. And he said, and whoever the son sets free is free Indeed, he gives them an invitation that you can be free from all your stuff. You can be free from all your mess. Free from. Tuesday, there are going to be fireworks that will explode in the air and celebrating our freedom. America is known as the land of the free in the home of the brave. Seems a little ironic to me that a land that's known for freedom have so many people that need to be free from things. Because you can't have freedom until you're free from. I was looking in some stats with drug and alcohol abuse. You know, 80,000 people died from opioid use. A drug that was supposed to help took their lives. 140,000, no, I'm sorry, 140, let me get the stats right on this. That's why I have this up here. Yeah, 140,000 die annually from alcohol abuse. 12 years old and older. 12 years old. I thought, wow. You know, I'm, I'm sure when you ever took your first drink that you never thought it would put you in prison. That you never thought it would hold you captive. But we've got some folks in here that know what that prison's like. 
Becca, would you step up here? Daryl, would you come up here? Gerald, would you come up here? Ray, or Ron, come up here. I'm not, I'm not talking about a sip. I'm talking about chug-a-lug. To the point, Gerald was drinking a fifth of tequila every day for, what was it, how many years? Three or four years, a fifth of tequila every day. Bound. You can't function, man, in your right mind. You may get by, and that's the thing. All this stuff tries to latch hold of you and hold you, but there's something. Daryl talked about it the other day that it, it had him. It, it was... It was destroying his life Becca was in a mess with it and destroying Ron was messed up when I got here and I couldn't help him but I found someone that could (laughs) I I knew and and this don't you know that when when the devil had you in his grips and he went, had those talons in you and he said, I'm not letting you go. And all of a sudden when you raised your hands up and started looking to Jesus. Gee, I'm about to get excited. Gee, man, and all of a sudden Jesus just comes in and puts a Jackie Chan on him, man. Kicks him right in there. I can't get my leg up high enough. I mean, knocks the devil out of their life, free from. Somebody shout yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Give them a hand. Thank you. Free from. Now, see, what, well, why, what was the point of you bringing them all up here? You didn't even let them say anything. What I wanted to show you are a group of people that aren't ashamed of what God's done in their life, <laughs> of how, of how, see, <laughs> you need to understand something. If you ain't never been through nothing, then you don't know what it's like to be free. But when you've been through some stuff, when you've had the devil try and rip you up and take you out, uh, then you don't want to hide away all that. Everybody said, well, oh, you, you know, I'm trying to hide because I'm ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed uh, of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God under salvation. He set us free from it. Do you know that there's over $3,000 spent every second on pornography? Somewhere between, and that, that I thought about this, I thought about the scripture says that the love of money is the root of all evil. I mean, what would make, what, what would make a man and a woman strip their clothes off and get in front of a camera money money and to the point that it desensitizes them and it's desensitized us as a nation and you can't look at that stuff and that not have an effect on you and somebody says oh you know it doesn't bother me well if it don't you're a better man than I am what are you talking about I can't look at that stuff and it not affect me well, what'd you do, Pastor? I had to make sure I quit looking. Because when you grow up out of church, you're exposed to all kinds of stuff. I saw more stuff by the time I was probably eight years old than.
I didn't even realize that it had tentacles to it until I met the one that could break the tentacles. You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Children being sexualized and lives being destroyed. They said that porn will create craters in your brain, scientifically, craters in the brain. But I found a God that said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. What are you saying? God's saying, let me get in there and I'm going to patch some holes for you. <laughs> let me get inside your head. Everything that the devil tried to bring a bulldozer through and plow up, I'm going to fix and repair and take care of you. Free from. Everybody say it with me. Free from. What do you say? Anger. You ever have anybody cut you off in traffic and you chased them down just to wish them a good day? <laughs> ben does it all the time. He... I thought about getting a job like that just so I could pull somebody over. <laughs> Hatred. Anger. That can take you further than you want to go. And keep you longer than you want to stay. I mean, it's, I, I can't fathom it. A news report the other day, there was a guy that was on a, like a subway or tram or something. And he had a razor blade and he went through and he sliced women's legs. And one woman felt something and she turned around and looked. And man, he nearly cut. I mean, it was a deep gash. And she chased him down with her phone and videotaped him and that's how the police arrested him and found him she he didn't even know her just anger and hatred bottled up and that'll cause you to lash out at anyone and everyone I heard a song one time said give me that old time religion give me that Old-time religion, give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for makes you love everybody. Makes you love. Hold it, hold it. And don't try and tell me that that's going to make me love everybody because they some folks I really don't like. Now, you see, when he steps in, the devil has to step out. <laughs> when love comes in, hate has to leave. And he sets us free from it. Any of you ever get nervous? They got a pill for that. They got a pill for everything. The only thing is, is you ought to read the side effects of some of those pills. You can't medicate 
Uh, don't anybody get mad at what I'm getting ready to say, okay? Because now look, there are some things that are brought on by physical medical conditions. And there are other things that are brought on by demons. And you can't medicate a demon. You have to cast it out. And so what happens is we are, because we're letting go of God as a nation, and we're forgetting that this is supposed to be one nation under God, we are not one nation without God. As a matter of fact, Ronald Reagan made a statement. He said, if we ever became a nation, if we ever cease to be one nation under God, we are going to be a nation gone under. Because we've got to have God. Everybody say, we've got to have him. And when you get him, it just automatically sets you free from stuff. How many of you used to really, really be, I mean, just a rotten person? Wave your hand. Thank you for your honesty. I didn't put mine up. I never felt like I was real rotten. And that's what made me so rotten. <laughs> when you feel like, you know, I'm, I've got, I, do you understand? We, without him, we are undone. But I got to be honest with you. Some of you threw your hand up. I thought, no, you, you couldn't have ever been rotten. Anybody that can dance the polka like you do could never have been rotten. You know, I mean, come on. But see, that what I'm saying is Jesus makes us new. He transforms us. He gives us a new identity. Maybe that's why the devil tries to mess with your identity so much. What's going on in the nation right now with this gender identity and everything being pushed by a government? And I was thinking, what, why are they doing this? And then it dawned on me. When you don't know who you are, then anyone can hold you captive. When you don't understand who you are, people begin to, can I tell you who you are today? You are created in the image of God. You belong to him. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God did not make a mistake. But, Pastor, I, I, I feel like this and I feel like that. I had somebody tell me I was born this way. I looked at him and I said, I was too. David said, I was born in sin and in iniquity did my mother conceive me. That's why Jesus said, you got to be born again. He gave me a new identity. I'd be a mess without him. He set me free from it, not trying to hold me in it, setting me free from it. Everybody say it one more time, free from. How many of you would like to be free from debt? I want you to take your credit cards out and cut them up right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> free from. You know, it, it's amazing what the stats are on what, the average is that every American owes on a credit card. Now, don't misunderstand. I have a credit card, and I use a credit card, but we pay the credit card off every month. Actually, every two weeks. We pay the credit card off every two weeks because it's so easy to accumulate debt, but it's not so easy to pay it off. You know what aggravates me? I get people all the time sending me credit cards. People I don't even know. I don't know these folks, and they're sending me and telling me, you've got a $10,000 limit. You go out and spend that and find out if they don't try and get it back. 
making it act like they're my friend and we want to give you something. They don't give me nothing. They want to take what they gave me along with everything else I got. Free from debt. Wouldn't you love to be free from debt? Amen. Shout yes if you want to be free from debt. Relationships that collapse. Did you ever have, I, you know, I preached a message on eagles a long time ago, and eagles got one mate its entire life. Say, so why is that? Because God knew that we were going to live in a world that was filled with broken relationship. And he wanted you to understand he's not a love him and leave him God. He wanted you to know that when he made a commitment, he meant that commitment, and he's going to stick that commitment to you, and he'll never leave you or forsake you. Relationship collapses. I mean, after all, I can't really love someone else until I've learned how to love myself. I didn't say be in love with myself. I've seen that going on. Where? No, until I love myself, until I understand. And I can't love myself and until I understand how much I'm loved by God. You know the neat thing about God? <laughs> he doesn't love me because I got it all right. He loved me in spite of the fact that I had it all wrong. The Bible said that God commended his love toward us and that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. I hadn't said yes yet. And he died for me. He loved. How many of you in here would die for your loved ones? Don't mess with my family. <laughs> True story. I, I, I've shared it with you before, but uh, Florida boy was out by the edge of the lake playing. Mama was inside washing dishes, looking out the window when a gator came out and snatched that boy and was dragging him into the lake. The mother ran out of that house and got a hold of the boy's arms. The gator had his legs, and there was a tug of war. The gator too hungry to let go, and the mother loved too much to give up. And the tug of war ensued. Finally, a neighbor saw what was going on and came running over, and the man grabbed a stick and started jabbing the gator's eyes, and he finally let go of the boy, and they rushed him to the hospital. News showed up, and reporters were interviewing the young man, his legs scarred from the jaws of that alligator, and they were talking to him about those scars, and he looked, and he smiled, and he said, that's nothing. He said, look at my arms. <laughs> His arms were scarred from his mother digging in and holding on and refusing to let go. And he was wearing them like a badge of honor. Can I tell you, it reminded me of some other scars that wouldn't let go of me. Some scars, some hands that were nailed to a cross. And he bared the scar because the devil wanted to take me out, but he loved me too much to let me go. Somebody hear what I'm saying today. I am free from... Because of his love for me, free 
from it. The same, without God's intervention, I mentioned earlier, the nation would have never been free from England. The same holds true today. Without Jesus, we can never be free from the sin that holds us captive. Paul says it this way in Romans 7, starting with verse 21. Listen to his words. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Anybody ever been there? I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. What a miserable person I am. Who will free me from? Everybody say free from. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. (laughs) Free from. I had, when I got saved, I had some guys that knew me, and they said, what happened to you? I said, let me tell you. Some of them didn't think it was last. Others thought I was just putting on. Honestly, man, the church thought I was putting on. I was going to a church, and they thought, I came in, and I was different. And they, they, I, There were some folks that said it. We won't mention their names because they're gone now. But they said, he's just a smart aleck teenager. No, for the first time in my life, I was free from some stuff. I was free. And I couldn't figure out why nobody was getting excited about it. So I'd get up and I'd go to testify and I'd feel like an earthquake was happening inside of me. Everybody else was just sitting. And I was looking and I'm thinking, what's going on? And honest to goodness, man, sometimes I thought, am I the only one feeling this? And I thought, yeah, I am inside me Jeremiah said it's like a fire that shut up inside my bones somebody said preacher you need to calm down my, my you know I've heard people tell me said well, you know you're, you're you just get a little too excited my, my response is I'd rather calm down a fanatic than try and raise a dead man Well, there's a few awake in the back. Turn around and pinch the person. No, don't do that. Don't do that. But I'm saying to be free from it means everything. Today is a special day for us because we're going to be free from some things. Did you write down on your paper what you want to be free from? I want you to take that and bring it up here right now and then just stand up here. Once you do that, stand up here. As you bring that up and drop it in this bucket. Bring it up and drop it in the bucket and then just stand with me. Say, Pastor, what, what do you, what's this all about? I need to tell you a story as you're bringing your papers. So, a few months ago, I was at, now everybody hang out with me up here. Don't, don't run off. A few months ago, I was over at the Life Center, and I was noticing things that were going to have to be fixed. We had a leak in a roof in the back, and the cafeteria, the 
floor in the cafeteria, those tiles just keep getting chipped and getting worse. And then the roof over the cafeteria was going to have to be fixed. We were having some leaks showed up, and I talked to a guy, a, a roofer, and he talked about it. You, you know, you got about five years left on that. And so I was looking, I, I was trying to calculate what this was going to cost us, and I figured probably around $150,000 to $200,000 is what we were going to have to do. And then in the midst of all this, I have a realtor approach me and say someone is interested in buying the Life Center and they want to be anonymous. They said, uh, would you sell it? I said, well, for the right price. I said, because I'm not selling anything unless it's going to benefit the church. And so he showed them and they were going to bring me an offer in the meantime everybody say in the meantime stay with me guys stay with me here in the meantime I have someone else approach me wanting to know if we want to sell the life center and I'm thinking what is going on I don't have this building listed I haven't said anything to anybody about wanting to sell life center and all of a sudden I got two people and I said well, you know, you can make an offer. You can come through here and look, you know, you're willing. You can make an offer. I said, but I can't entertain your offer until I hear from the first people. So it was about another three weeks or so went by, and I finally got the offer from the first folks, and they offered $400,000. And I said, no, no way. Because I said I wouldn't sell it unless it would benefit the church. And $400,000 wasn't going to benefit the church. We were going to be out a life center. And I said, that's not going to happen. And then the other party came through, which was uh, a school. And I thought, well, that's ironic, isn't it, that a school? Because it was a school to begin with. And it was not just any ordinary school, but it was a school that specialized in helping children that were from broken homes. And I thought, wow, boy, that's like ministry continuing and I thought I wonder what they're going to offer so anyway they came and they offered one and a half million dollars today 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 see this that says paid you're standing in a building that is free from debt. There's no mortgage. There's not a penny owed on it. That's good. So we are free from. Everybody say free from. That's the best fire I ever felt in my life. Whatever it is that you've got a desire, God knows it, and he's getting ready to set you free from it. Raise your hands to heaven with me. God, we give you praise. We give you We got a fire sale going on. Take that out. Free for heaven. We're free. Come join the song of all the redeemed. Yes, we're free. Arrested in my life, beaten. Yes, we're free 
did in my life begin. Okay, now here's the deal. You say, but pastor, what are we going to do about a life center? Well, we're going to build run right back here. That's right. Woo! Now, and hear me. I want you to hear what I say. We're going to build it debt free. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's not possible. Don't tell me that that's not possible. You know what? After, here's the thing, is that before this even happened, somebody came up and gave us $10,000 toward our building project. Before I had a building project. And then after we paid the church off, I guess you didn't hear what I said. I said, after we paid the church off. We still had almost $184,000 left over. You, you may not realize this, but for the last 10 and a half years, we've been pinching and scraping and saving so that when we start this project, we're going to be able to start it with about $400,000. Now, I've already met with some architects, and I discovered something. What I'm getting ready to do is a lot different than the mission work I used to do. I'd go into another country, throw something up, nobody bothered to ask any questions. Man, i just put it up. Don't work like that around here. But it's going to be something that we can be proud of. And hear me. God did that for us as a body. He's going to do it for you as an individual. So whatever was on that paper, I hope you start thanking God for it and praising God for it, it's done. I, you've heard me say for years since I've been here, I said it only take one person. Just take one person and this, this could be paid completely off and that's what happened. And here's the good news is that building's going to continue to do ministry, helping children whose lives are falling apart, that they can be free from their past, free from it. So if you take somebody by the hand right now, I want to pray for you. We're getting ready to go outside in a moment, but I, I want to pray for you. This is a special moment for us as a church. The reason I'm wanting you to take each other's hand is so that you understand you're not alone. God is with you and so are we. September 2012, God and I had a long talk. Because <laughs> coming into this church to pastor, and there was almost $2.7 million owed. And I said, God, I don't know. I just don't know. And I heard God speak to me, and he said, Son, if you'll focus on the people, I'll focus on the finance. <laughs> So for the last 10 and a half years, Demi and I have tried our best to focus and love you and care for you. And I'll tell you up front, God's done a lot better job than I have, I know.
but he's God. He's God. And today, I want to thank him for it. Now, I also want to thank him for what you asked for today. What you put in that bucket, what just got burnt up a moment ago and consumed by the power of God, that you're going to see it happen in your life and you're going to be free from. You know what's unique is once you're free from something, you can spread your wings and fly. How many of you ready to fly today? Raise those hands to heaven right now. Father, we come to you as a people and honor you and praise you and glorify you for what you have set us free from today. Lord, we praise you for, God, this church being debt-free. God, I have to say it again because I'm still trying to get used to the sound of it, God. Thank you for making us debt-free. Now, God, I want to thank you for what you're doing for those here today. Whatever they wrote on paper, whether it was finance, whether it was addiction, whether it was relationship, whatever it was that you're setting them free from today. Not free from just to be alone, but free from to bring them into a greater relationship and walk with you than they've ever known in their life. And we give you praise for it right now in Jesus' name. Come on and give them a hand clap of praise in this house. We're we're getting ready to go. Hey, somebody, somebody, I'm not going to say who it was. Somebody asked, you know, when we, after... They, they found out it was going to be paid off. They said, you're not leaving, are you? I'm thinking, are you kidding me, man? I've been where you think I'm going to leave now? <laughs> if I was going to leave, I'd have left back then. I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Come on, let's give my a hand clap of praise. God, we thank you for the food outside, for the fellowship, and for your love for us in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you. Oh, we're free, free for heaven. We're free. Come join the song of all the to make one more announcement to make we've got a spaghetti dinner uh, next week we're auctioning off dessert we're also going to be auctioning off some furniture that used to be out here in the lobby so we're going to auction that off it'd be a great time for you to get some furniture there's got some huge we got bean bags that are big enough to bury your family in so we're going to auction those off and we're auctioning off a pool table and an air hockey game so come ready to bid God bless you. We love you. Oh, we're free, free forever. We're free. Come join the song of all the reading. Yes, we're free, free forever. Amen. When death was arrested.